Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome everybody to episode 68 of the Alt Left. I am here, your host Chris, and with me as always is Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Hey everyone, uh, my daughter slept through the night twice this week, and I actually got eight hours of sleep last night, so I'm feeling great. Good to know. Kay, any miners sleep at your house this week? Oh, uh, no, no, no. There was no miners at my house, uh, thankfully. Ah, good. You're already better than a Republican. But I, I still didn't sleep for shit, so um, I'm running on like three or four hours. Uh, that's my bread and butter, baby. I, I prefer to get about six if I can do it. I don't have that kind of fucking time. <laughs> you should make time. It's important. But yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't fall asleep. I fall asleep between eleven thirty and twelve thirty. I can't go to bed earlier than that. I just can't sleep. Um, and then I wake up. It my alarm goes off at quarter to five in the morning. That, so that's because you have insomnia, which is probably due to the fact that his body is like ninety five percent rock star at this point. <laughs> that's well, not. That's not anyway. true. The other half of it. Half of it's coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just caffeine just <laughs> all the time yeah chris runs on rockstar caffeine and hopes and dreams you, you leave my rockstar recoveries alone <laughs> and righteous indignation of capitalism always always and a, and a sousson of dinosaur knowledge a sousson yeah <laughs> uh, i speak french several words so uh, so anyway, today's topic, uh, besides us just bullshitting, there's a funny, interesting meltdown going on. The whole world is especially, well, not really the whole world, because no one gives shit outside the country. But here in the United States, um, our Uganda type, uh, diet Uganda, I think is the way to go. Because <laughs> ours is don't say gay, theirs is kill the gays. Um, so I, I would say diet Uganda, uh, oppressive bill, uh, basically, you know, which if you haven't kept up um what's the official name of the don't say gay bill do you remember matt it's something about home and family protection act some yeah, bullshit you know, like apple pie yeah. republican bullshit it's colloquial being called the don't say gay bill because what it is is again remember this is the party it's, of free speech and don't censor me. it doesn't matter okay this is the party of free oh, speech and oh. don't censor me and blah 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 is coming out and basically trying to censor any kind of school teacher, anything like that, from even discussing gender, gender identity, sexuality. And it's meant to basically, they're not allowed to admit that gay people exist. The comedy of it is, of course, there's already been several uh, compliance protests, which there's no better protest than compliance protests. Right. Right. Uh, so basically teachers are refusing to let their students call them Mr. or Mrs. Oh, and yeah. they won't use any gendered pronouns at all. They won't call the boys yeah. boys or the girls girls. Um, they won't talk about heterosexuality. They won't let pe- kids discuss their parents' marriage. And it is freaking which, the right-wingers out. Which is yeah. exactly what they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Compliance protests are the most effective. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It, it's so... The best part is when it happens to Republicans because it just fits in that Republican cell phone category so much. Because the thing is, is like everybody knows this bill is there because they don't they don't want to treat gay people like humans. It's simple as that. They don't want them acknowledged. They want them talked about, and they don't want kids to develop empathy for gay people as human beings. 
but they keep the bill intentionally vague because they can't, they don't want to come out and just be like, we fucking hate gay people. I mean, they do, but in legal form, they don't want to do that. So they keep this bill vague enough that it's just like, we're just trying to protect our kids from being sexualized. And that's really the, the line they're going with in this is somehow telling kids that gay people exist or humans will make kids more prone to being sexualized. I don't know. It's Republican oh, yeah. thinking. What are you going to do with it? But well, because if trans people so pee, big. that's sexualizing children. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Gay people breathing is is a danger to children. It's like, no, Matt Gates is a danger to children. No, like, yeah. Let's let's leave the trans people the fuck alone. But they left it so so vague. Uh, in the language it's, yeah, it's that it's open to interpretation. Way. And of course, because the, with these compliance protests, it's them taking their bill to a logical extreme that affects them. And of course, the worst thing that you can do to a Republican is make their own shitty logic turn against them. Because then they're like, well, this is horrible. This is, what, are you, where, what are we living in Nazi Germany now? Well, yeah, it's your legislation, Bob. Well, so, kinda, yeah, kinda. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did this, not us. Thanks. But I mean that. Was, I mean that was my point. It, it, it's it's always hilarious when they write these horrible, awful bills designed to do nothing more than to discriminate against a minority community. And I, like you were saying, Chris, I love these these compliance protests because it flips this horrible bullshit right back in their shitty faces, and ha- makes them deal with with the consequences of their action. Now, I don't think it's going to be the thing, the nail in the coffin of this bill or anything like that. I'm sure they'll eventually write some stupid amendment or something that that makes it more tuned into gays again but like until then it's great that we're getting these protests yeah i i completely agree now speaking of protesting there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it and there's a slow way to do it and a fast way to do it and uh disney did not take the fast way or well kind of the right way no not at all they were i mean here's the thing yeah yeah it's like was disney was Disney grossly slow to respond to this? Sure, but they're fucking Absolutely. Disney. Like, it blows me away that people are so like, oh, I couldn't believe that Disney <laughs> didn't just jump to the defense against conservatives. Like, well, they're, they're a fucking children's show. And I'm like, what genre of entertainment besides Christian fundamentalist televangelist television <laughs> is going to be less slow to jump to civil rights issues than conservative than, than family tv like guess who else didn't come out in support of it the fucking hallmark channel you know why <laughs> because they're they're family entertainment now do i think that's a good thing no especially disney who is a huge employer of gay people and has a huge fan base among the lgbtq community like no i think it would be much better if disney was like this is stupid and we don't stand for hate, eat a dick, DeSantis. And no, they didn't. They were like, oh, well, you know, gay people shouldn't die. Um, and the funny thing is, is Disney couldn't have taken a worse stance because when they were like, um, we believe gay people exist and, you know, I don't know, don't lynch them. Um, that was A, soft on gay people who did not like hearing that, like, really, that's the best you can do. But what's funny is the, I don't know, don't murder them and set them on fire was just too a bridge too far for the Republican Party. Uh, they cannot handle that Disney would even acknowledge that they refuse to admonish silence and hate gay people. Well, and at first, Disney didn't even have a response. Like, they signed this, they 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 legislated this bill, they, it got signed in, and there was radio silence from all of Disney. Yeah. They literally said nothing. And then it wasn't until after there were walkouts and protests by Disney employees 
did Bob uh, uh, Chapik actually say anything regarding the bill? But I guess, what did Universal say? Well, what did no, Coca Cola say? What did Exxon Mobil well, yeah, say? But, like, that's kind on. of my point. Is that no other company has said anything? And I, so it's like, I agree but, with you. Yes, but, but hold on. Disney, Disney has, has a, a huge long. Well, uh, Disney has a has a huge stake in Florida. Beyond that, they have a long history of being supportive of gay and trans. No, Disney has a very short history yeah. of being supportive yeah. of gay and trans. As Quite early the opposite, as 1984, they, they actually got taken to the Supreme Court because they actually had a policy of um, same no same-sex dancing in their parks. It went all the mm-hmm. way to the Supreme Court and it was rejected. So they, they, that was back in 1984. It wasn't too long. Uh, I was unaware of that. I thought no. that, that was, the, that it was a much longer uh, No, They still won't even legitimize gay days. Yeah. They still won't officialize them. Because what Disney does is yeah, but they, they don't they, officialize hardly any actual days. They officialize Dapper Day. Uh, they officialize their anniversary days. And since Gay Day is one of the biggest celebrations of a marginalized community in the park, it's one of the things that they should. Now, I'm not saying they have to, and I'm not saying it's monstrous that they haven't. It would be a good move, and it would be the kind Fair of enough. thing to do. But again, I, I just, it's this, yeah, Disney doesn't have a long history of being pro-gay. And it's like, I don't know, any, again, Universal Studios Florida has a huge stake in Florida. NASA has a giant stake in Florida. I don't recall NASA making giant public statements. And it's like, it, it sucks that Disney didn't. It would have been good if they did, because this is awful and draconian and fascist. And everyone should be pissed about it. But we seem to be holding Disney to a different standard than every single other company. And sure, I know some companies have come out against it. But actually, quite a didn't. few. There was a there was a whole bunch of of companies out there that actually came and signed the thing, and Disney didn't do this. And again, sure. uh, where I, where I agree with you is that Disney doesn't have a long history of supporting gay rights. Where I disagree with you is this is much different because Disney holds a lot of sway in Florida. They they are known to lot lobby and and persuade and they did this in georgia there was actually a bill that disney lobbied against in georgia and won with the threat of removing um of not opening up businesses there and actually cutting jobs they have a history of doing this kind of thing not specifically i don't i don't know remember if it was a um what exactly the issue was might have been uh more like a, a black lives matter or civil rights issue like more tied to like uh black minorities or something like that or it could have been something uh, regarding uh how long well. ago was that recently this was recently this is like i would say in the last five ten years but they have a history of doing this and they don't have nearly as much sway in georgia as they do in florida and so that's part of the reason why is like disney actually has can throw its weight around in getting legislation in florida passed or not passed okay but public supermarkets is the largest employer in florida and is the most powerful corporate entity in florida more powerful than disney they employ a quarter million people and buy their own state senators. They didn't come out with a statement against Nobody it. Nobody is going to Florida to go see a Publix. That's fair. Dis- what Disney generates more than anybody else is uh, tourist revenue. It's tourism. Sure. Again, here's the thing. You don't get it. I'm not saying it's it's it, they shouldn't have come out. I'm just saying it's. I find it weird that the nation held them to this arbitrary standard all of a sudden out of nowhere. I understand why their employees did. And for me, I guess I just don't take this Disney totally fucked up. It's like, no, Disney did what any company does. They kept the hell out of a hot political issue. Like Disney hasn't come out about critical race theory either. Actually they have. 
So, so, so let me, let, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. So let me, let me get into this. So I, I know the history of this. So this bill came out in, um, it was, it was in the Senate is where it started. All right. The Florida Senate and Disney was actually the, many people were kind of internally pushing them to lobby against it. And they didn't in favor. They're actually on record as lobbying against a critic, uh, an anti-critical race theory bill. Um, their lobbyists were focusing on that in the Senate and chose to not worry about this bill until it got to the House. Like that was that was their strategy behind this. This is what they're on records. I looked into all this. So they actually do lobby against critical race theory. That's one of the reasons why they didn't fight this thing in the Senate to begin with, because they were focusing on this other bill. Then it got to uh, the House, and at that point, there was already a, a the the lone Democratic gay senator uh, senator there was trying to add an amendment to change the language so that it specified sexualizing children and sexuality and things, and not so much focus on gender and stuff. Republicans, of course, didn't want to do it. And then Disney, being completely out of touch, basically was their whole thing to fight it in the House was like, here we're we're gonna try this other measure, which of course Republicans didn't bend at, they didn't break, they didn't want to deal with it. And I, and, and the, the excuses is that they didn't expect to be fought this hard. They thought they'd be able to come to some kind of agreement, right? While all this is going on, because this is all behind the scenes, internally, their staff members, like you said, Chris, are aware of this bill. They're saying that Disney's staying silent. They're seeing all these other companies coming out in support of them. And they're starting to protest. Now, it wasn't huge. Like at Disney World, there was like a lone person and there was like a couple of people staging, uh, a couple groups staging walkouts. There was a bigger uh, protest out in California. It wasn't massive, but it was enough to get some attention out there. And that's when Disney started coming out and being more vocal about this. Um, and, and of course saying, you know, all the things that you've said up to this point. Uh, and I agree with you. Like, I think what Disney has kind of has a great history of is doing what every company has a great history of doing of is trying to stay in the center and straddle that line. So they can try to appease both groups. And I think we're at a point now, um, and Disney's now finding this out, where on the issues of civil rights and a lot of these other social issues is you cannot stay in the middle anymore. You have to pick a side. And what it comes down to is you're either on the, of the side of like fascism and oppression of, of, of um, different minority groups, or you're on those group sides. And as a company, you can't you can't not stay in the middle anymore. And Disney's suffering the consequences of that. This is what's happening in our time now is people are demanding that, you know, you don't do this wishy-washy, oh, here, we want your money, but we want your money. So we're just going to kind of not really address any of this stuff. And we'll just, you know, we won't officially support Gay Day, but, you know, we'll come out with rainbow gear. And of course, all of our staff will be really supportive and encouraging. And it won't be on the record, but we'll do that. And, oh, we love Christian values. And here's all these Christians, things that we like about Jesus and stuff like that. And they, they do that all the time. And I think this time, because Actually, the world Disney is changing. Actually, doesn't do anything Christian. With the exception of uh, having a Christmas I, tree, I was I was more speaking to the, uh, the, the a lot of their movies play into like what Christians perceive their values to be. It's not overtly Christian. I I will grant you that. The point I was trying to make is I think they try to tie into a lot of the what Christians will profess to be their values, like family values, mothers, wives. You know, the, all yeah, all but, that but stuff. But I I I don't see any of those values that Jews and Muslims wouldn't also claim. Yeah. That that's fair, and, that, and I I, I, think I would grant you that. that. Like, I yes. think that's intentional. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah it's Starbucks. Like, well, 
we're not going to put Jesus on a cup. Uh, we're going to put reindeer, which, and we're going to put red, and we're going to put stars, and we're going to put, you know, and we're going to put snowflakes in wintertime. Yes. And, and that kind of thing. So that, like, so anybody's going to be like, oh, it's winter. Like, any Christian is going to be like, yay, reindeer, because Santa Jesus. And everyone else is going to be like, yay, winter solstice. Like, it, it's, it's that same thing. Is Disney's been like, yeah, they're not going to walk any theological line. They walk a family values line, and they walk a yeah, whole they won't- line. And, and to be fair, you're you're right. Uh, in the road of supporting Christians, I would then pivot to they don't overtly come out in support of the gay stuff, so that there's always they can always you yeah, know come back to like, we don't support this. Yeah, they keep it very vague, and that's what that's what a lot of companies have done. So I think Disney's got a good track record of that. But you know what? They also have a good track record of doing this. Now coming out is a lot of their artists have come out and said like we've tried to have affectionate scenes of same-sex couples in our movies and you've blocked it you've said no you don't want to do it and that's also in the same vein of of trying to accommodate or appease you know the more religious groups by by stifling the existence of homosexuality even for things that are as benign as hand holding and hugging and acknowledging you have a girlfriend you know a girlfriend or a boyfriend with a girlfriend or a girl or a boy you know what i mean acknowledging that a same sex couple exists like they've they've had tons of their animators and and production staff come out and say yeah this is a regular thing it happened just recently on red like there was they were they had a whole scene that was cut because it, it was basically i think it was like two boys holding hands and hugging because they're a couple are, are you surprised no i'm not surprised at all um what i am saying i bring that point up to to kind of back up what you're saying chris i think anyone that thinks that it's shocking that Disney didn't do this or is trying to yeah. say that Disney is somehow a, the newest boogeyman or monster for the gay community hasn't been paying attention. Um, I do understand the reason why they're getting special attention in, with this Florida issue uh, for the reasons I mentioned is because they have had a habit of coming out in certain in favor of certain things or not in favor and throwing their weight around a little bit. But what I think is extra funny is now that Disney did l- literally the bare minimum the bare minimum to try and fix this with the gay community boy are the republicans in office pissed off holy cow yeah they are well but here again i I just want to go back to like and i know that's not you're not making that point but it's like i think everyone has to recognize that disney's a corporation and they have one goal and that goal is profit and it's the same reason why everyone in disney movies until recently has been white it is not because Disney hates people of color. It's because Americans hate people of color and they want to put butts in seats and sell merchandise. And so the princesses and princes and families and characters will be white always. And even when we started moving towards, you know, princesses of color, we got what Pocahontas and we got Mulan. Like even then we still couldn't get them to be Americans. Like we didn't get an American person of color until princess and the fucking frog, which wasn't that long ago that their Disney was like, fine, black people exist, you know, like, but again, that's only because that is now what will put butts in seats. And we cannot expect a capitalist organization to act morally. They won't, and we shouldn't expect that. And I find this outrage that uh, Disney didn't come against it. It's like, why the fuck would Disney take a controversial stance about a state law, especially since they are not affected by it? What would what would be the benefit to them doing that until employees 
staged huge protests, walked out, gave them a bad name, blasted them on social media, and made it painful not to, which is the point of protest. And it worked. And it worked beautifully. But I think we need to, I think the the message is that's the thing to do, is if you have an organization or a company, especially if it's a for-profit capitalist company, they're not going to do the right thing until you stab them. Yeah, companies are pinatas. You have to hit them with a bat to get any sugar. And we have to remember that you must starve them of cash and you must make it a public relations nightmare not to. And the best part is, again, Disney's come out on top because, sure, did they take a, a black eye for for coming out as every almost every other company has? Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, people got all pissy. But now that Ron DeSantis has thrown an <laughs> absolute four year old in the grocery store temper tantrum over this disney looks like a fucking hero yeah the, the narrative know? is now shifted um completely you know and and for those of you that aren't aware what's happening now is a little background is when disney uh when when walt disney first bought the property of, of course all kinds of like negotiations and stuff came out one of these negotiations um essentially made it so that disney is completely autonomous in how that land they own in florida is governed and run the only thing they have to do is pay property taxes and make sure that safety and fire regulations are in compliance that's it aside yep. from those two items disney has free reign to govern themselves in that piece of property as much as they want or they always have um, up yeah. until now what ron DeSantis is now doing and it, i believe it passed the set the state senate today yeah, is he is a he's petitioning to have that revoked, and essentially he's again this is his temper tantrum. He's like, oh, you're going to say gay people are people, and that you don't like what we're doing. Fine, we're going to make you pay more money, and you don't get to govern yourselves anymore. And again, this these kinds of deals are very common. There's all kinds of institutions in Florida that have it, and Disney could always reapply. Actually, there is the no there is no other institution that has that, that has is, the same. No, no, no. They actually run as if they're their own city. Yes, so and they're smaller. They, they're smaller independent groups like old folks homes and things like that that are able to do the no, same thing in Florida. I read it. I read about it. It's not the same today. thing. It's not the same. They actually have their own private fire department. They, they use their, their own security department. as if they are police. Yes. They also uh they also approve and uh give out their own zoning and building permits yeah. as if they're a city. And to be there fair, is one of the things nowhere else in the country that has that, that same privilege. Disney is okay. allowed to override city mandated first responders in how, Correct. when and where and how they respond to incidents. So literally they can stop police cars and fire trucks. Yes. And from coming onto the property is the legal mumbo jumbo that has allowed them to do them, do this exists other where, other places in Florida for smaller institutions. Like again, there's an old folks home that has this. Now an old folks home is not the size of a small city, the way you know, like, like Walt Disney world is, if they were, they would be legally allowed to do all the same things. Disney is a small, a small little old folks home. Isn't going to have its own fire department. Could they, if they wanted to? Yes, because they, they fall under the same jurisdiction as this Disney thing. And well, the reason I, I brought it up. that's what he's going for is that they're it's, 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 it's apples and oranges. 
Yeah. But, but the point I was making is not that they're the same thing. It's that these types of deals are very common. It's not unique to just Disney. What Disney gets out of it, I will agree, is far and away better and more advantageous than what these smaller things will get. But the act of applying for and getting these considerations is fairly common across the state, I believe across the U.S. in smaller cases as well. Disney has a big pile of money and an army of lawyers to make sure that they can get this for themselves. I don't think anybody else would grant this to bear well, companies. No other theme park gets this. Yeah. It is granted for these little institutions, but no one is has ever been able to implement it on the scale that Disney does. And again, Correct. there's yeah. a reason why. Obviously, they have the money and the clout to do that. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Disney as a whole, as a you know, as a group, is always building something they're always changing something. If they have to go to the to the city or the state or the county every time they want to do anything, change anything, nothing would ever get done. Yeah. And that was the whole reason why Walt Disney originally wanted these concessions was because he knew that this was going to happen. Also, the land that Walt Disney World sits on is twice the square mileage of Manhattan. Yeah. So it's not small At by all. any means. They they have something there that no one else anywhere gets. And yeah. if it is taken away, they will never get it back. Now, the interesting part to me is if they do take it away, the two surrounding counties actually have to take over the fire, the police. They have to take over all of the health stuff. They have to take over all of these things. And those counties do not want the responsibility. They do not want the financial burden that, that it will cost them to have to take over these things. Because I bet you, if it does happen, Disney is not going to go easily. They're not going to just hand it over and everything's no, going to be they'll, peachy. They'll fight they'll, it. They'll but, do yeah. it, but it's not going to be fun for anybody. Well, but here's my here's my ultimate point with this is even if it goes through, it's not going to affect Disney. Disney's still going to be in di business. Disney World is still going to function. They'll find a way to do it. They've got piles of money. It'll it'll be a financial hit. I agree. Oh yeah, but Absolutely. it's not. It, it's it's this is literally all just for show and for theater. It's just Ron DeSantis trying to be able to brag that he took on the big woke corporation and fought their, the their yeah fought their woke politics and won. Like that's what this is going to be. Ultimately, Disney's not going to give a shit financially at the in the long run, and they can absolutely reapply. I read about this today too, but again, they, they probably can, would. It'll never do, be granted. They they would do it when they have they've got a more favorable group of politicians on their side. But that actually brings me to another thing. Part of what this was, it wasn't just that Disney came out in favor of this. Because remember too, they also started withholding. Uh, financial donations for Florida. Because keep in mind too, folks, and this goes to our earlier point, Disney donated $50,000 to Ron DeSantis' campaign back, I believe, in 2016 or 2020. Yeah. Disney has also donated to the campaign of most of the politicians that created this bill. Like they yeah. do this regularly. They put the they helped put these people in the position to do this in the first place. Yeah, which I to think the feeds into Chris's point, why you shouldn't feel bad for them. It was a, yeah. to the tune of about $300,000 in recent years that was donated uh, to the political parties. And Bob uh, Chapik, doesn't matter. You know, he, he made a statement basically saying, you know, we, we give that money politically to people, you know, to, uh, to candidates 
you know, with with no expectation of how they use that money. It's like, what are you fucking stupid? Why would you even say such a thing? You know exactly why you're giving money to political. You're you're hoping for favor. By the way, guys, I looked it up. Um, so the, the Georgia thing that I was talking about, it was six years ago. Iger was credited with helping. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Georgia's governor to veto a bill that would have allowed faith-based groups to refuse services to LGBTQ individuals on the basis of their religious beliefs. So it, it basically Disney stepped in in Georgia to prevent a lot of this, you know, freedom of religion bullcrap that's allowing people to discriminate. So again, that's I think another reason why people were expecting Disney specifically to do this because recently they have started doing it more. I think it has what you're talking about has to do with the difference between regime in terms of Iger versus Chappic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it feels like Disney interchanges between like solid CEOs and shitty CEO. I mean, they're all shitty, but like Iger was pretty good as far as company at the head. I mean, even um, what was the asshole before Iger? We're way off base here. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, here's the deal. Florida is being an asshole. They're throwing a temper tantrum. And again, like all Republican temper tantrums, it's going to bite them in the fucking ass because Disney, first of all, is not going to pack up and leave Florida. No, of course they're not. not. No. Disney is not going to just pick up Epcot and roll the ball over to fucking Virginia. Like it's not going to happen. Mississippi no, there's will not to be go. the MGM studios. You know, Milwaukee is not going to host the fucking Tomorrowland. Like, no, and they're not going to come to California. They'll be like, oh, California will take. Oh, no, we have to fucking Disneyland. And California's not going to take them. You, Disney would go bankrupt with all. Elon Musk couldn't buy that acreage out here in California. But the point oh, is, <laughs> is that <laughs> what this will do, though, is by doing this, they what Florida doesn't realize is they save a ton of money by letting Disney self-govern. Because they haven't changed what the tax rates are or any of that, they are now going to have to provide all public fire, police services. And so it's going That's to be what I was talking about. match of, but it's going to go both ways because they're going to be able to say, sorry, Disney, you can't put that decoration on the Christmas tree because it hasn't been approved by the fire marshal. And Disney's going to be like, oh, sorry, we're not paying any of our taxes because the fire marshal didn't do an inspection on Elsa's fucking castle. Like it's going to be this shitting dick measuring contest back and forth until Sam. Sanity resumes and Disney's going to fucking win. Like, cause at the end of the day, this is just just being a moron. And once the, and, and it's selective outrage. It's all it is. Republicans get pissy and bitchy and whiny about stupid little snowflake shit like this. And like, someone didn't like my Nazi stuff. <laughs> and then they get the fuck over it and they move on to hating Dr. Seuss or some other stupid bullshit next week. You know, in two weeks, Republicans are going to be really upset that Nerf didn't back their black people should die bill. And everyone's going to set their kids Nerf guns on fire and be all sad about it for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, the Dole Fruit Company is going to come out and be like, well, actually, we don't think Jews are the devil. And they're like, oh, how could you? Oh, my God. Throw your pineapples away. That's just going to fucking happen every time. It's all the fucking Republican Party does because they're a bunch of stupid goddamn fascists. And that's all they are. They're stupid whiny crybabies yeah. so are the democrats but they're worse yeah. and that's the, it's selective outrage that never lasts because guess what republicans use cure eggs again they went back to buying harleys and wearing jeans like they're gonna go back to fucking disneyland like who gives wait a you shit? mean they started wearing nikes again yeah exactly that's <laughs> that's what we're looking at it's that kind of shit 
But, but that's their, their PR strategy. It's like they don't really care about the issues they raise. All they want is a good solid week of attention on themselves to get their base all riled up and ready to vote against the next Democrat that's coming down. And they'll just chain one outrage topic into the next. They don't care. I mean, it's we saw that shit show that was the the, the confirmation hearing for, for the newest judge. There weren't any questions there. There weren't anybody caring about what her credentials were. It was just asking about stupid books that had nothing to do with her and critical race theory and anything that could get Ted Cruz another five seconds on fucking Tucker Carlson because that's what they care about. They just want to stay present and keep their base angry. Yeah, because that's all yeah. it is. Yeah. So who cares? Fuck them. It's a pissing match, and it's a stupid pissing match. But what Republican pissing match isn't? Leftists are expecting a for-profit corporation to not act like a for-profit corporation, and fucking right-wing right nationalists are expecting Disney to be a right-wing right nationalist, and that's not going to happen either. Like, let's just be fucking real. Disney is going to sell Mickey ears. That's what they want to do. They want to sell fucking movies, sell fucking park tickets, and they want people to come and eat their goddamn popcorn and have a good time and give them their money. And anybody expects Disney World to do anything other than provide a safe place for people to spend their money and have a good time is a fucking idiot. Both sides. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not me defending the capitalist corporation of Disney. They're soulless, but every company is. All profit corporations are soulless. Stop expecting any of them to be different. Even when that that company that did that nice thing that you liked when they came out in support of fucking BLM or or one thing, they picked it. Guess what? I guarantee they did something super they donated to a super shitty senator a month before that. Like they do whatever's in their bottom line interest for their ledgers and their profit margins. Yeah, that is the absolute truth. Uh, I heard there was a kerfuffle in um, in Puerto Rico. There was not a kerfuffle in Puerto Rico. There was a kerfuffle in Washington, D.C. Oh, um, about Puerto Rico. Yeah, so basically oh, well. Puerto Ricans, uh, they're trying to take away Social Security from Puerto Rico. For those of you who don't know, Puerto Rico is not a state. It is a U.S. territory because the United States is an empire. No, you don't want to hear that. But guess what? Ask anybody in Guam or Puerto Rico or, you know, Japan till not that long ago. But um, Samoa, like half the Pacific Islands, like the United States has territories. And what territories are places we have conquered and we have said, well, no, we're never going to let you go. You get to stay here and pay taxes, but you're never going to be Americans either. And so what we've done is people born in Puerto Rico, because it's a U.S. territory, they are given citizenship. Puerto Ricans are citizens of the United States. They have social security numbers. They are bound to the laws of the United States. They are subject to the United States justice system. They are protected by the U.S. Constitution. They have all of this. And when they get a paycheck, they pay taxes like every other fucking American. And one of those taxes is SSID. That is social security, right? The U.S. government has decided, well, but, you know, they're brown and they shouldn't have stuff. So, no, that's expensive. And so a lawsuit was put forth as to whether or not Puerto Ricans deserve the constitutional right to the same benefits as all Americans since they are American citizens and pay American citizen taxes. And the Supreme Court voted eight to one. I should you know, eight to fucking one against Puerto Ricans. Eight to one. Wow. No, they don't get social security. It's too expensive. And like, if you read, and by the way, Brett Kavanaugh did the majority opinion piece. And if you read it, it's a really long-winded piece that boils down to they're used to being poor, so it doesn't matter. 
it is expensive to the government and they're already poor anyway. That's basically what the majority opinion was. Didn't we just boost the uh, American military budget to $800 million? No, we boosted our aid to Ukraine by $800 million. I'm sorry, $800 uh-huh. billion. Sorry, billion with a B. I don't know, maybe. Pretty sure. they. Uh, I believe for a while they had $700 billion, and I think we just uh, approved $800 billion for the uh, uh, no. Well, well, neither. No, no. What, what happens is we keep upping it by those numbers. So today Biden announced another $800 million. He keeps ah. throwing another seven or eight hundred million Ukraine. I don't remember what. I don't know. No, it's a not, lot. It's not that high. No, it's several billion. Uh, not 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 to Ukraine. I'm thinking of the U.S. military budget. Oh yeah. Um, so far, it's a total of two billion dollars to Ukraine. Yes. Oh no, the U.S. the U.S. military budget is insane. Yeah, can't let their citizens out of poverty, but uh, you know, got plenty of money for war in Ukraine. Yeah, U.S. military budget, uh, as per let's see, in twenty twenty three, it's it's requested eight hundred thirteen billion. Told you. Yep. Yeah, that's the total budget. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but again, that is, that is the request for the next year. <laughs> is eight hundred thirteen point. If we billion. have that, we would still spend more on our military than like the next five countries combined. Or we could buy if Twitter. We have that. Yeah. Or we could buy Twitter. That's, I think, where we were talking about this last week, I think, or maybe it was the episode before, but it's like, that's where you've got to stop buying into this, no, we don't have the money bullshit. Because whenever for it's for horrible, awful shit, money just or appears. Or, well, that, that, I think war falls into that category, but sure. True, I thought you meant like domestic policy. No, no, no same I, thing. Just, just general. <laughs> whenever it's for something horrible, we've got the cash on hand. Whenever it's to lift people out of poverty or do anything that benefits the working class in this country or anything like that, that. that's expensive. (laughs) Yeah, we got nothing, nothing. Bank is empty. But then next week, you know, we got, you know, Russia's doing something we don't like. So let's start funneling money into, you know, Europe to destabilize a country that Russia's probably going to invade. So that's kind of like, I think the just hammers into that point it's like this idea that we don't have the money to do the things that the left wants is just complete horseshit we have plenty of money we can put endless amounts of war and suffering and and oppression on the credit card apparently we can't do anything to counter those things that would be too expensive uh, no, because, again, George W. Bush had to finance and pay for his daddy's war that he started, and so does Biden. Biden has to pay for the war that Obama picked. You know, Obama started this in 2014, and Biden's going to fight, and we had this hiccup where all of a sudden we were Russia's friend. And, again, I, I, tinfoil hat be damned, this is very clearly an operation to destroy the Russian economy. I mean, that's the real goal of this, is is Russia is a powerful economic force for oil and metals and natural resources, and they supply people who we don't like. China, Iran, Pakistan. Like, there's a whole economy that exists outside of what we consider the global economy. Okay, this is North Korea, Russia, China. You know, everyone who we hate, Cuba, are countries that there's, again, correlation does not equal causation. But boy, does it sure stink. Um, Every single country that we tend to go to war with, Iraq, Iran, Libya. Uh, these are countries that reject the World Bank and the IMF. And they finance through Russia and China instead. Mm-hmm. We always seem to need a reason to invade them. Isn't that weird? 
that's interesting. And so China and Russia are the two big financiers. They're like the U.S. and Germany for the other side of this coin, right? Um, and this has been, a, again, we've been trying to tank the Russian economy for several decades, for over a decade now. I mean, that's why they kept, we kept throwing them out of the, oh, they invaded Crimea. They can't be in the G7. Funny, because we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, and we're allowed to fucking host the G7. But Russia caught, Russia, Russia pulled an America, and uh, that's just not fucking allowed. Russia's not allowed to pull an America. Only America is allowed to pull an America. And we've been crippling their fucking economy. What do sanctions do? Sanctions don't stop fucking wars. They never have. In the history of time, sanctions have never prevented war. And they've never ended war. Ever. What sanctions do is cripple, you can target entire economies of scale, and you can cripple them. And force your suppliers, your businesses, and your stock market to thrive. And gee, what do you know? The U.S. and its allies are in a pretty bad financial pinch right now. COVID was real shitty for the whole fucking world. So if we can tank one of the largest oil, grain, steel, rare earth mineral suppliers in the world, it's a good way to go. We're not going to do it to China because China could literally cripple us in a second. But we can do it to Russia and take some of that off the board. We've been buying time. The U.S. economy should have crumbled decades ago, but we've been keeping it alive on credit. Now we're keeping it alive through through, through the inflation of our empire and literally murdering people and stealing their national resources. I mean, isn't it funny we left Afghanistan when all the rare earth mineral mines started drying up? We literally mined the shit out of Afghanistan and then stole the money from their national bank. That's what Biden did. He literally stole. The, what was the? Anybody have Google up? What was the total on that that we stole from Afghanistan? Um, seven billion. There you go. Seven billion dollars. By the way, we're still sanctioning Afghanistan, even though we left. We currently have sanctions on Afghanistan. We are starving children. There's a famine going on right now. More Afghanistans are dying right now from hunger than did the war, because the United States has blockaded them economically. This is yeah. the game. This has always been the game. We went after Ukraine, caused a coup in 2014, knowing exactly what would happen. Did we force Russia in there? No. Just like we didn't make Japan attack Pearl Harbor, we sure made sure there was a tempting target right there, didn't we? It's the same game. We knew it was going to happen. We pushed a hand, and now we're crippling the Russian economy. There's a reason we're going after oil oligarchs. What the fuck does that matter? Like, can you imagine, like, if Russia was mad at us for this war and so like, okay, well, we're going to we're gonna fuck up Elon Musk's bank accounts. Like, what would that fucking matter? What does that change the DOD? It doesn't. But it's a way to cripple economies, and it's a way to cripple economic competition. And now we're funneling how many billions? And again, defense. Not food. Not medicine. Not humanitarian. You know, Zelensky's not up there going, hey, we really need fucking corn. No. He wants no, money and bombs and bullets and javelin missiles to take down Russian fighter jets. That's the goal. And that's what we're doing. So instead, and to fund this, we have to run credit. We have to not give people health care. We have to not forgive their student debts. And we have to take Social Security out of the mouths of people in Puerto Rico who are struggling because they're not white enough and they're already too poor. So they're going to stop paying do. their Social Security, right? Nope. That's federal law, baby. They still have to pay it. But they don't get anything. They are now paying taxes directly to a benefit. They are now have been told by the Supreme Court, even though they're U.S. citizens, don't have the constitutional right to. 
And they are also being taxed without having a representative in the Senate, which completely violates the Constitution in itself. They are absolutely subject to taxation without representation. The loophole for this is they are allowed a representative in the House of Representatives, but not the Senate, which is the actual powerful house. Mm -hmm. It's another reason why Puerto Rico will not be given statehood, because then they would get two senators. Can't have that. We got Social Security money to send to Ukraine. Bro, we would also have to rearrange the flag, okay? Nobody wants to do that. Well, the right-wingers do. They love that X flag. Nobody wants to put 51 or 52 stars on the on the flag. It would have to be 52. The way they do it is they always bring in states in pairs now. That's true. Um, that's they true. bring in to, a conservative. And they've done that since the Missouri Compromise, so they've always done it. Uh, that's why California couldn't become a state until... Because Alaska and Hawaii came in at the same time. God, who came in with California? I don't remember. Anyway, Doesn't funny matter. story for anybody who lives in Texas or knows Texas. The California flag has a bear following a star, and that is actually the star of Texas. That is the Texan flag star, and is an homage because Texas is the state that sponsored California for statehood. And it's really funny because Texas and California, up until very recently, were actually allied super-friendly states. And now Texas hates us. The California is the punching bag for all their political ads. Yeah. Ted Cruz actually runs on lawn signs that say, don't California, Texas. Wow. Really? Yeah. California is really hated in conservative America. No, we no, no. Just specifically bro. the Ted Cruz uh, signs. How, how could the home of the alt-left podcast not be hated by Ted Cruz? Yeah, of course not. And you know what's funny about it is... Texans hate Californians for those reasons, but they also hate Californians because you know what Texas is full of? Fucking Californians. Californians. Uh (laughs) Like, there are three places in the U.S. where people that have been born and raised in California who don't like California want to go, and most of them are Republicans, like to go. They go to Arizona, they go to Texas, and they go to Colorado. Uh Those are the big three. And the liberals go to Las Vegas, Washington, and Austin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Texas Texans fucking hate it. Hate it. Um, personally, I think it's because we have way better uh, Mexican food and we've got In-N-Out and all they've got is, you know, Tex-Mex and a place called Whataburger that they all think is the best thing in the entire planet, but it's really just like Burger King level food. I've actually been in a Whataburger drive through line this entire podcast. That's how long it takes. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the Mexican food. Their Mexican food is gross. Tex-Mex uh, I don't think it's is, gross. Is I actually think Mexican Tex-Mex food. is pretty good. It's just not okay. Mexican food. Tex-Mex is delicious. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's got corn. It's got fucking sour cream. It's got dope fajita sauce. Like, I'm sorry. Tex-Mex, that shit is no. delicious. But it's not like Mexican it. food. You know what else is yeah. delicious? Orange chicken. It's not Mexican food. Sushi is amazing. Yeah, it's not but Mexican. my argument wasn't Tex-Mex isn't good. It's just we've got actual Mexican food and all they've got is Tex-Mex. I agree with yeah. you. Tex-Mex is delicious, but it ain't fucking Mexican food. If you want legit Mexican food, oh. you got to come here. That was the point I was making. Tex-Mex is great. It ain't fucking Mexican food. Yeah. Yep. You know why? Because I've been through Mexico and eaten their food. It tastes a lot like Southern California food. <laughs> so <laughs> um, wrapping that up, uh, Matt, is there anything in the mailbag? I yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Nobody wants to talk to me anymore. Nobody wants to talk to Matt, and uh, y'all are making him sad. He's literally yeah. sitting here making a sad face. I can see him on the camera, and because um, you guys aren't emailing him. You guys aren't sending messages in. Talk well, to Matt. You know what the problem is? This is the problem, is we've gotten to know a lot of you outside of the podcast. Like, we've got, the you know, all all the North Carolina peeps. Like, and everybody that we've really, that has engaged with us, um, 
we talk to outside of the podcast. So there's really no reason to do shout outs because we're just going to tell you tomorrow in a separate chat. The, the easy way to remember is that South Carolina is a terrible place for terrible people. And North Carolina is a terrible place for good people. Gotcha. Got it. That, Got it. That's not going to help at all, but I'll try to remember it. <laughs> Both a place that I don't want to go. Got it. Actually, North Carolina is beautiful. My sister lives there and I visit there regularly. It's, it is delightful. It is absolutely beautiful. We used to work for a company based out of Charlotte. Should yeah, Charlotte Sykes. They have yeah. rocking chairs in the airport. You're flying to Charlotte Airport, there's just rocking chairs in front of all the picture windows. You can literally just sit and have a sweet tea, which I hate sweet tea, but you can have a tea yeah. and uh and it's rock in a rocking chair scores. and watch the planes fly by. Don't say that. They'll 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 lynch you. Ever in the South and you don't want sweet tea, which by the way, it's just tea with like eight pounds of sugar in it. You've got to ask them for an unsweetened. That's a, I made yeah. that mistake. I asked for an iced tea and I got something that was so icky sweet. It was almost thicker than syrup. In the South, tea is like cola. If you want it sugar free, you need to specify that. Yeah. You yeah. ask for a Coke, you're getting sugar. You ask for a tea in the South, you're getting uh, sugar. If you ask for a Coke, you're going to get some sort of something. It may not necessarily be Coke. Yeah. Mm, because we everything is called coke yes yeah i mean to be fair that's kind of how it is out here too uh out here it's soda it, uh, on the west coast yes, it's soda like Midwest say, I, pop I, I want a coke and they'll grab east a coast coffee, is coke. you know yeah, i mean yeah, I, but, but east coast they call everything that's carbonated a coke yeah besides yeah, the midwest pop, they call it a pop which is really yeah weird. yeah i don't understand that if you're in the midwest you listen to what, what the fuck well is pop? it's it's soda it's soda pop and, and it, also, it was, by the it comes way, from that term of soda pop, like out there, they don't have Carl's Jr. They have Hardee's, which is so yeah. yeah. And it's the menu company. is not as good. No, but it, here's the thing. They cook the burgers the same. The flavors are there. But like I, I've had at Hardee's, they first of all, they don't have the double bacon Western burger, which what the fuck are you guys even doing if you're not going to have that as a staple? How do they even have customers? Right. I, I don't get it. That's like McDonald's not having chicken nuggets and fries. The closest thing they've got is, you know, we out here, we've got the famous star, right? Hardee's have basically that burger called something else. And so I ordered it because it was the only thing that looked familiar on their menu. And it was basically a famous star with cheese with things in, think, a different order. I think out here, they put all the uh, the vegetables on top of the patty. And out there, they're underneath it. Out there, they call sure? it Le Royale with cheese. Because, <laughs> you know, they don't got the metric system out there. <laughs> And for those of you who don't get the reference, fuck you. Watch a movie. Um, (laughs) We're on the wrong podcast now, guys. Wrong podcast. Right. Anyway, uh, that is is it for us because there's no mailbag. And so there's no one for Matt to talk to or thank or love or read their messages. So send us some hate mail or some love mail. The hate mail is more interesting, by the way. Honestly, I'm here for both. I like them both. We have some lovely people who follow us. Oh, but anyway, absolutely. I mean, we could, uh, we've got a couple of hate mail shout outs. I could definitely do those if you want to do that. <laughs> we're good. Let's get some good stuff in the All inbox. Right. So everyone message us your opinions. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Tell us why um, we love engaging on the topics. And when people push back and get either in support or opposition, it always makes for good fucking radio. So hit us up. Talk to us. Send us emails. Send us Instagram. Send us tweets. Um, and until then, we will see you next week. We'll be right back here um, to laugh at DeSantis and cry about America's racist treatment of Puerto Ricans. And until then, they're not going to help you. We only have each other. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the revolution is you.